Hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of the Unlocking British English podcast. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to be trying to explain to you guys why English spelling is so weird. Why do we have all these bloody letters if we don't even need to use half of them? Well, we're going to try and find out in a second. But before we do that, just a quick reminder as always, if you would like to download the transcript for this episode so that you can read along while you're listening, look up any words that you don't understand and generally improve your listening comprehension, you can do that for free right now on the website. It's www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. So head over there and you can download the transcript right now. So... Without any further ado, let's get into the full episode. So, why is English spelling so weird? Well, basically, over the centuries, throughout history, uh, Britain has been invaded and conquered by a variety of different types of people with different ways of spelling, different languages, different pronunciations. Um, and so that, alongside a few other curious things that we're about to get into, has had a big effect on how English is spelt, how it's pronounced, and why in, in modern day it all looks a bit weird and strange uh, and confusing. So... English developed, English is a Germanic language, so it developed from uh, the Anglo-Saxons, the Vikings from northern Germany and Scandinavia. Uh, their language is largely phonetic, which means that the way it's pronounced is the way that it's written, and uh, it all matches fairly well. So what happened to English? Well, the first thing that happened was the French. Uh, so in the year 1066, the French invaded and conquered England, uh, and basically their their scribes, their intellectuals, their scholars, uh, they started causing a lot of problems with our spelling because they changed our phonetic Anglo-Saxon spelling, the phonetic Germanic spelling, uh, to to one that they understood to more of the the French style. Uh, and so what happened was French quickly became uh, a language of the high class. It was a, well, yeah, it was a high class language. And so it started to have a big influence in sectors like politics, like law, commerce, higher education. Uh, and so it, it became a standard and it became something that we all started to aspire to. The people that could speak French and speak in the way that the French spoke, they were higher class people. Uh, and so the French initially had a very big influence uh, by changing our spelling to fit the ways that made more sense to them. Now, sometimes languages change because people come in and actively change them, like was the case with the French in this example, but languages also change by themselves. So, apparently, according to historians, between the years of 1350 or the 1400s and the 1700s, so over a period of 300 years historically, uh, a long time ago, uh, the English language went through a process that is generally known as the Great Vowel Shift. So what this means is that during a period of around 300 years, apparently, um, the way that British people pronounced different vowels, okay, so A, E, I, O, and U, they all started to change and started to shift. Now, there are lots of theories between linguists and historians and things about why this happened and how this happened, but no one has any kind of clear idea. Uh, and so what most linguists talk about in relation to these kind of changes, uh, I've said the word linguist a couple of times, just in case you're not sure what that is. A linguist is someone that studies languages, the science of language and things like that. So not someone that studies language to learn to be able to speak it, but someone 
someone that studies the theory uh, and the science and all that kind of stuff. So uh, this great vowel shift, this change in how we pronounce certain vowels is what linguists will call economy of effort, which is to say how much effort is spent making those different sounds. So sounds tend to change in order to save effort either for the speaker, which would usually be dropping sounds out. So there's some sounds that we make when we pronounce a word very slowly, but when you pronounce it in normal conversation, it takes more effort to pronounce all of those letters. So some letters get dropped out to make it easier for the speaker. Um, on the flip side of that, however, there's also some sounds that will be made more distinct in an effort to make the speech easier to understand for the listener. So between the effort that it takes to pronounce certain sounds and the effort it takes to be understood, sounds generally change um, just to fit, just to make them easier, just to make it a little bit more fluid and fluent. Uh, and so over a period of around about 300 years, lots of vowels in the English language started to change. Again, we don't necessarily know why, but this changed the pronunciation a lot. Um, so, yeah, if you were to compare the pronunciation from after the shift and before, it would be quite different. They would sound quite distinct. Um, and I will just add here, I have absolutely no idea how historians can work out how pronunciation changed between the 1400s and the 1700s because it's not like they've got a big uh, load of audio recordings or different stuff. I guess you piece together lots of writings and different things like that. Anyway, that's what the experts say happened and so that is a part of how the English language changed. But that refers to pronunciation. So how did this have an effect on the spelling, on the way that's writing, the way that the uh, language is written? Sorry. So what happened not long after these uh, these shifts started to happen, after this, this vowel shift started to happen, was the invention of the printing press. So in the 1400s, the 1500s, so as this, this vowel shift was starting to really pick up, that's when the invention of the printing press came about and when it started to become popularized. And so instead of some poor guy having to write out loads of books with a pen and uh, with an ink and his little feather and, and all that stuff, uh, now we have big machines that can print it all out and it's exactly the same every time. And so very quickly, the spelling of the English language became standardized. They became, this is how we do it because this is, this is where it is. Um, and one of the main um, principal reasons or that one of the causes uh, for that was actually the, the King James Bible. So because the King James Bible was such a popular book, was, was read by so many people, was in so many places, uh, was at the reach of so many people, that book is given a lot of credit uh, to the standardization of the English language because, like I say, as the printing press became popularized, everything became standardized, um, that book specifically was, was what a lot of people were reading and so people's uh, thoughts and opinions on how English should be spelt and written properly were informed uh, a lot by that book. Of course, many other books, but uh, a lot of those books. So, yes, because of the printing press coming at the time that it did, it meant that l English spelling literally got stuck in the Middle Ages. So we, we, we had the pronunciation from before or the, at the beginning of this great vowel shift when the pronunciation starts to change. 
but the spelling didn't didn't grow and didn't adapt to to represent uh, the different ways in which we now pronounced some of these words. So the printing press is another big reason as to why the English language seems quite weird in regards to uh, in regards to the spelling. Now you might think that's probably enough. We've had the French come and do this. We've had row- random vowels changing. Uh, we've got the printing press doing this, that, and the other. But no, we've still got more. So in the 16th century. The next thing that happened that started to mess with the English uh, spelling is that a lot of English academics, a lot of uh, scholars and and you know, highly educated people in academic fields, decided that it was about time that we spelt English a little bit more like its Latin roots. And so what they started to do was to add in all sorts of silent letters to the words. Uh, to give them a kind of sign, to give them uh, a link to their roots, to to some of their some of their Latin. Uh, an easy example would be the word people. So in modern English, we spell people with p e o p l e, but people originally did not have the o in it. When we said people originally in English, or when we spelt it, we would just say p e p l e, but. Uh, because of the scholars wanting to add in these kind of Latin roots back into our language, well, they said, well, the word people comes from the Latin populus, uh, and so if we, we it needs to bear a special sign of its nobility coming from Latin. So let's add this little o in. So now we have people with this silent o because otherwise we would say peopel. Um, so and now we have this silent O in there, and the only reason is because some scholars wanted our language to look more like its Latin roots, even though it wasn't going to be pronounced as such. So during the 16th century, uh, that had a big effect on the way that uh, things were spelt. Uh, another curious thing about this time, though, is that, of course, some of the history of the the uh, well. The etymology, which is the history of a word and how it's written, how it's spelt,、um, some of the etymology, some of this history is not very clear, and so now we actually know that there are a f-、uh, quite a few examples of people trying to re-spell these words, but incorrectly associating the root of a certain word to. Uh, an incorrect Latin word. So some people started to add letters into words that had no business being there. Not only because they were silent, but also because this person had assumed that this word came from another Latin word, but in fact, it actually didn't. And so, on top of the French changing our phonetic speech, on top of our vowels changing over a period of around three hundred years for seemingly no good reason,、uh, on top of the printing press. Uh, nailing us into the Middle Age in terms of our spelling, we also had 16th-century English academics deciding that we needed a bit more Latin representation in the writing of our language, and so now we have a load of silent letters thrown in on top of the other silent letters that we already had because of certain things changing.、Um, and then finally, in 1828. Uh, American Noah Webster decided to simplify the American spellings, and he brought out his American Dictionary.、Um, and so, the, basically, the idea, the key differences between American spellings and British spellings is that、uh, 
uh, Noah Webster, the Americans, decided to simplify a lot of the spellings to match the pronunciation. Um, it's often said that the spelling between American English and British English is actually very different. Um, there are some key differences, but mostly it's the same. There aren't as many differences as we might think. But the theory behind the changes that the Americans made to the spelling of the language is simply just to try and make it match the way that it's actually pronounced, which I have to admit makes a whole lot of sense. Um, and so that is sort of the basic history of what happened to the to the English language uh, historically to make it look the way that it that it looks now. Um, and so yeah, there are a, a couple more little curiosities I think. Um, one of the main problems that English has always had. Uh, is that it has too few letters for too many sounds. So in modern English, we have roughly 44 different individual sounds. I say roughly because sometimes this will vary based on the dialect, uh, based on the, the, the accent where you're from and, and things like that. Uh, so we have roughly 44 sounds, but we only have 26 letters with which to write these sounds. So even since its very earliest days, this uh, this mismatch between the letters that we have and the sounds that we need them to represent has been a very big obstacle for for the spelling of the language, um, and so. English has always had a bit of a problem where we've got a lot more sounds than we do letters. And as you've heard during this episode, there have been lots of different people, for lots of different reasons, trying to make sense of this mismatch and trying to do their best to bring it all closer together. Or sometimes just trying to make things sound more like what they want it to sound like because that's what they do. Um, another very curious thing about the English language, this is something that I actually had never thought about, uh, I don't think I knew about before I did a little bit of research for this episode, uh, is that English has never had a committee to oversee the spelling and the use of the language. Now, we have the Oxford Dictionary, which is generally seen as kind of the the benchmark of, of you know, the basics of the English language, but in almost every other country of every other uh, in with every other language sorry there is an official committee official group of people that have been designated to oversee the usage and the maintenance of the language and that is something that english hasn't had so it's had the opportunity to be changed and adapted by lots of different people for lots of different reasons where other languages don't leave themselves open to the same kind of fluctuation, the same kind of change. So obviously because you guys have been learning English for a little while, if you've been learning, if you've been listening, sorry, to this podcast, I've assume, I'll assume you've tried to read something in English and you've probably noticed that English spelling is quite weird. Um, in fact, it's very weird. 60%, 60% of English words have silent letters in them, which is quite crazy when you think about it. But once you know that they're not there to mess with you, but they show, you know, kind of the history of the word, you start to get used to the different patterns and the different things that pop up, um, these different curiosities. Um, th there are a lot of words that have silent letters in them that were put in there just to seem more French and more high class or to seem more Latin and more historically correct or whatever. But there are a lot of letters that, 
we used to pronounce. So in this time before the invasion of the French and before that initial change, a lot of these letters would be pronounced. For example, if I use the word knock, like to knock on the door, knock, knock on the door, the first letter of that word has a K. Now, in modern English, we don't pronounce the K. It's silent, and that's the case with a lot of uh, words that start with K. But initially, that would have been pronounced something more like knock. We, the K was in there because it was pronounced, but lots of these things have dropped out and changed for the different reasons that we've kind of discussed uh, during this episode. So you might have thought before English is really weird and the spelling is really weird. And you know what? You're absolutely right. It is kind of weird. Uh, before I finish up this episode, I want to just offer a little bit of uh, maybe a bit of potential comfort for all of you uh, language learners, the learners of English. Even us as native speakers do have some trouble uh, with spelling. We do need to learn to spell a lot of different words in school. Um, and the only way we do that is just by writing them and spelling them and using them. There's no kind of special trick or anything that we went through when we were in school. You just, you write, you learn, uh, the teacher corrects you, and then you adapt. Uh, but it's something that even as native speakers, we don't do well. So don't think that it's just you. Um, even this past weekend, I was having a conversation with a couple of family members, and we were both, we were all saying that we feel like our level of written English has gone down substantially over the last few years because the fact of the matter is we don't often write anymore. You know, most of my writing is, is text messages, maybe the occasional email. Um, and the majority of the time, I'm not worrying necessarily about spelling all the things correctly and writing in proper grammar and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, English is weird and it's weird for everyone. So don't worry. The more you expose yourself to it, the more you will get used to it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's difficult. So um, yeah, English is weird. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so, well, yeah, I mean, I think that was pretty much everything that I wanted to go through today. I know a lot of people uh, have, you know, trouble with spelling English and things, and it's uh, quite an interesting subject, so I thought it would be quite a cool thing to talk about in today's episode. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please don't hesitate to let me know. You can contact me on the website. You can leave comments on the posts. You can contact me on Instagram. Uh, you can, well, yeah, that's probably the easiest ways to get hold of me. Uh, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have suggestions for future episodes, things that you would like to hear about, again, don't hesitate to get in touch. But uh, yeah, for today, that is everything. So thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.